I was down bad for a little, so I ended up letting Flight Mike give me some Tinder advice. Coop, what was the advice I gave you? Flight Mike was like, have you tried showing off your ass? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah. He's making this up. He's <laughs> making oh, this up. I never said that. No, no, no. What are you doing? I wish I was. Bro, my parents listen to this podcast, bro. I paraphrase. Do you want me to say what you really said? Yes, say it. Yes. This guy used to have an app that swiped for him. Bro, you are exposing. Oh, my God. I wish I was lying. Bro, we're never going to get sponsors on this pod. Oh, my God. I hate you guys. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Laced Up Podcast, and it is NBA playoff time. I am here with my boys. Get like Coop. Damn it. Flight Mike. Bro, Ooh, okay. sorry. You know, like, I thought I was in a dream of mine. You know, like, you know, yeah, a dream I... where the Los Angeles Lakers were not in the play in game. Oh, my How God. How does it feel, Mike? How does it, it, it feel? feels great? We wanted to give you guys some entertaining basketball. So we decided to do uh, to participate in the play in. You're welcome, by the way. How are the Chicago Bulls? Are they in the play in? Or the Pelicans. Um, we've got a we've got a great seat to watch the playoffs, and we are going to lose our draft pick. But that's not what we're talking about. You know, let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's talk about is there a chance? Do the Lakers lose to both the Golden State Warriors and then to potentially the Grizzlies? So, being the logical Los Angeles Laker fan that I am, being so unbiased and benevolent. Here's my take on the situation. I think there is a chance they lose to the Golden State Warriors. I'm not going to lie. Whenever you go up against Steph Curry, a team that has been to five NBA finals, like the nucleus of that team is there. Yeah, Klay Thompson's out, but you got Steve Curry, you got Draymond Green, you got Steph Curry, who who's the scoring champion this year. There is a chance you might lose. You know, there is a chance. But even if the Lakers were to lose that game, I feel like they'd be able to beat the San Antonio Spurs or the Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, honestly, I wouldn't mind that outcome either because personally, I'd rather, if the Lakers were to win that second game, like lose to the Warriors and win the second play-in, they'd be the eighth seed. They face the Utah Jazz in the first round as opposed to the Phoenix Suns. I think they're a better, I think that's a better matchup for them. And then if the Clippers are to win that first round game, then they'll meet in the second round. So I prefer that actually. Flight Mike, I'll okay, tell you, you right now. I wouldn't want to play the Memphis Grizzlies. That's not a game I would feel incredibly confident about. Yeah, I think the Lakers are going to make the playoffs for sure. But the Memphis Grizzlies are a very tough team. And that's kind of dating back to the, the Zebo Mark Gasol days. This team is not going to go down easy. Most definitely. I agree. John Morant is amazing. The team, the Memphis Grizzlies, by the way, I want to give a huge shout out to them because they should not be here. You know, a rebuilding team should not be in this stage of their development where they are. I don't, I don't you know, think they we can call them rebuilding anymore either. Like, I would I not call them rebuilding. Yeah. They're, what? The roster is a lot of vets. So, so if that's the case, if we're not calling them rebuilding, then this is probably the quickest rebuild I've ever seen. Like you draft, What about the Atlanta Hawks? All right, true. The Atlanta Hawks as well, but you know, I wanted to give. I want or the Mavericks. Turn that right. Turn that. Turn that right back around. Or the Knicks. I don't. The Knicks was no, no, no. The Knicks was the not Knicks. the quickest rebuild I've ever. Yeah, that's the longest rebuild we've ever seen. All right, maybe not rebuild, but quickest turnaround. It just took All ten right. seasons. 
<laughs> yeah, like it's been a it's been a minute, man. The Knicks have it's taken the Knicks a minute. Um, you're but, saying you're oh you're saying Grizzlies' quickest turnaround from like okay they were in the playoffs to now they were out and then back in. I think they just punted on their previous core at the proper time. They traded Marcus All when they should have traded Marcus All. They traded Mike Conley when they should have traded him. Like right when they had his successor, they hit on Jaron Jackson Jr. They have really good role players that could take over games like Dylan Brooks. I absolutely love that. Yeah, great pick, smart. I have a lot of respect for teams that do very smart drafting, but back to my Los Angeles Lakers, I still think that the Lakers would wipe the floor with the Grizzlies. You know, they're, they're I think they would I think they would destroy the Grizzlies. You think yeah. they destroy think the after, Grizzlies? That's not fair. Destroy them. Destroy at that point, I don't care what what's happening. If litter, this is game 7, playing games right now are game 7s. LeBron game 7 against that Grizzlies core with Ja who's never made the playoffs, I'm taking the Lakers in a blowout. I don't think LeBron's letting it clo get close. So here's my question to you guys. I'm sure you guys heard this narrative. I made a video on this narrative on my main channel um, about the Los Angeles Clippers lo like losing their final two games, which by the way, I want you to understand the significance of this. They lost to the Houston Rockets when they had a starting five that didn't have Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. They had like Zubox in there. They didn't have Terrence Mann, but they had someone else that I actually don't know. Um, they have, uh, they have like, uh, here, actually, let me go ahead and search this up for you guys. All right. Since Clipper you didn't give me a chance to reply to the Korzimba, I'm going to do it now. Um, I'm trying to find, I know the regular season doesn't really matter like that, but I'm trying to find, uh, the Grizzlies versus the Lakers in the regular season. Obviously, I don't think it's Dude, like a tell-all. and LeBron I don't think it's out. a tell-all. I know. I'm not trying to find the games where they were I think out, it's a tell. I think it's a tell but, none. Uh, but listen, if, they if we're going off Warriors tough, though. listen, if we're going off regular season stuff with the Lakers right now, like I don't think that we can because if we were, then we'd be like, okay, the Lakers are a playing team that's like you know gonna probably lose. Well, to the no, I'm not talking about like their recent. I'm not talking about without AD and Bron. I know they've missed a ton of time. I'm trying to see if they played with AD and Bron because I just want something. I just want something to kind of go off. And again, I don't think the regular season really matters like that. But for discussion purposes, it would be interesting to see how they fared against the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, tech, I mean, technically, I'll give it to you that, I mean, anyone could win one game. So I'm not going to just completely rule them out, but I'm going to do as much ruling out as I can. Because I don't, I can't see LeBron losing in the playing game. And you know what? I mean, I would love to see the Warriors win the first game and then first of all we're counting out the spurs right now spurs could easily win against the grizzlies i would be However, shocked i would be completely floored if the i would be shocked as well i will see Ooh. i'm just saying we're i'm just saying we're counting them out we're counting like i i am i'm, I'm not gonna lie i'll go on the record and say i am 100 percent counting out the spurs i think they're okay that's fine automatically. i'm just i'm keeping it there okay you know? anyway with the spurs in mind whatever regardless i would love to see the lakers lose to the golden state warriors warriors are in what is the ref situation going to look like in that second game with LeBron potentially facing, not playing in the playoffs, and the NBA facing a massive, massive revenue cut? Because if LeBron and the Lakers are not playing in the playoffs, the NBA is losing money. It's that simple. I would love, I would make an in-game in conspiracy video about that. You know, we look back. At old playoff series, we look back at the Lakers-Kings, we look back at 
Dallas Mavericks, Miami Heat NBA Finals back in the day. I don't know what's going to happen if LeBron is playing in one single game to determine if he plays in the playoffs or not. Well, I'd imagine he'd be getting quite a few calls. Here's the thing. I used to think this way as well. You know, I used to think, hey, you know, LeBron is a huge cash cow for the NBA, especially now the NBA needs as much revenue as they possibly can get. So clearly there's going to be some calls going LeBron's way. Clearly some games are going to be rigged in LeBron's way. But if that was the case, then wouldn't you think that last year in the second round of the NBA playoffs, when the Los Angeles Clippers faced the Denver Nuggets, the refs would do everything they possibly could? No, to- because I think it's much harder for a whole playoff series. I, that's so much harder. If you look at like, if you look at specific playoff series that are like deemed rigged, you will look and you will find that there are specific games that are targeted as games that are the rigged ones. Like if you look at the Heat and the Dallas Mavericks, for instance, there are games that Dwayne Wade had like 25, 30 free throws. And that is the game that people say are is rigged. So I think it's much easier to tech like rig. I mean, you can't fully rig a game at the end of the day, but you can definitely, the calls can definitely be going the Lakers way. Things could be going the Lakers way in the most beneficial way possible. LeBron could be going to the rim and getting touched, you know, and getting foul calls. I think it's way easier in one game than it is in a series by far. So if that's the case, you don't think that the NBA would have any interest whatsoever in rigging any playoff game last year? They only needed one game. The Clippers only needed one game to make it to the Western Conference Finals and face the Lakers. And clearly that would have driven up ratings significantly. You don't think... I'm just giving you a counter argument here. Uh, again, I, I just think it's like, a, first of all, I'm not saying the NBA will definitely rig, but I'm saying I would assume that the whistles are going to be going the Lakers way. But second of all, I mean, like I said, it's harder for during a series than it is during just one single game. Well, yeah, all it takes is a few calls. All it takes is one, like a few calls going the Lakers way. And I'm sure, I mean, we don't know this for a fact, but I'm, I mean, Adam Silver like the Lakers missing out on the playoffs is a, is devastating. That is devastating for the NBA. It's the both the Lakers and LeBron. It's just a horrible two two-headed monster that they do not want to see. It would be horrible. It's a media storm at the same time. Like you got a lot to talk about and the offseason and the offseason and the offseason that would drag on. But the, they don't. We don't get to watch LeBron play playoff basketball. Those ratings are getting. Uh, what do you think the ratings are for uh, Lakers versus Suns or Lakers versus uh, Jazz game compared to like a Grizzlies or Spurs versus the same team? Not even close. It's not going to be close. And like the possibility of LeBron, of course, having a historic run, going back to the finals as a seven or an eight seed. That is something that one would be awesome for his legacy would be incredible, even though I'm going to already take away some points for a potential legacy run as like, I don't think he should get credit for being a seven or an eight seed because they were injuries. They're just going to end up playing like the better teams anyway, just a little earlier. But uh, regardless of anything, that storyline would blow up, you know, the NBA ratings, everyone would be watching. So, and the NBA needs ratings, as we just saw with Mike mentioned. But yeah, it looks like the NBA is going to be adding two expansion teams because of financial problems due to this whole pandemic. 
first of all, awesome. It's about time Vegas and Seattle. I'm assuming it's going to be Vegas and Seattle. Um, yeah, I really uh, hope Seattle. Vegas, yeah. I don't know. I, we're going to get some hilarious stories out of that. I can't wait to see the expansion draft because last time there was an expansion draft, it was all the way in like 2005. And you had a player that probably wouldn't end up having as good of a career as he did in Gerald Wallace blowing up. So I'm excited. It should be really fun to see. But I wanted to um, touch on your commentary on ratings because I don't think this rating, like I don't think ratings are 100% tied to LeBron. Yeah, it, he boosts ratings from time to time. But if you pay attention to, say, the 2019 NBA Finals, it was one of the lower rated NBA Finals over the past decade. But I believe that uh, an NBA Finals or an NBA playoff series without LeBron James might be necessary in order to hopefully be able to move on from LeBron James when he inevitably retires. So, yeah, there is incentive for the NBA to try to keep him in. But typically, whenever there were things historically that the NBA could have done to artificially pump its ratings, I just don't see it happening. Like Zion Williamson, he should have been a Nick if they really wanted ratings to go up. Hell, he could have been a Laker, really, if you think about a, it. That is uh, a completely different thing. The NBA draft, I don't think is rigged at all. There's like a ton of, at this point, like maybe in the past, literally like maybe Patrick Ewing, that was rigged. They were doing different things back then. They had like, they were reeling an envelope uh, thing. Now they bring team officials from every single team. They bring the media, media members, select media members. They take everyone's cell phone. They do the draft lottery in a back room four hours before the draft lottery actually gets revealed. That's completely different. That is something they really can't rig at this point. Um, I don't think that's the same thing at all. Uh, I understand what you're saying with the NBA needs to find someone to move on from Zion. I mean, from Zion, from LeBron that like they're going to be looking for someone, but it's, this isn't like a rebuilding team where it's like, okay, like let's, you know, these guys could do well for us. Like the NBA is in a current situation where they obviously want the ratings to be as best as possible. So I think that it's going to be in their best interest to have LeBron in. So here, so here's my question to you. Um, I brought I think up we're early. spending a long time on this. Yeah. I, yeah. So I was about to say, um, I mentioned earlier, you know, before I was able to pull up the actual lineup, the Los Angeles Clippers towards the end of the season, they had two games left. Okay. The first game was against the Houston Rockets, the worst team, like statistically in terms of win loss record, the worst team in the NBA in that game, they started Rajon Rondo, Jay Scrub. His name's literally Jay Scrub, Luke Kennard, Marcus Morris, and Avica Zubak. And, you know, some Clipper fans say, hey, we're just resting our players, which is kind of weird resting your players when you're a couple of games away from potentially attaining a higher seed. And then conveniently enough, the Clippers went against the OKC Thunder, which I believe is like the third worst team in the NBA, if I'm if I'm correct. And once again, starting five that didn't have Kawhi Leonard or Paul George in it rested for load management. And yeah, you could make the argument, hey, we're resting our players. But at the same time, if you have an opportunity to get a higher seed and you're like a game or two away from potentially winning a higher seed, at least from my understanding, historically, teams do everything they can to try to get that higher seed. 
Well, I so, mean, at the same time, like, what is what is uh what is home court now? Like, is it really going to be like that important in these playoffs? Like, do we know the capacity that like uh, of fans that are that's going to be let inside an arena? It varies. It can. So my at least the way I'm understanding it is as we get deeper and deeper in the playoffs, we might see larger and larger crowds. So that so that's remained that remains to be seen. But regardless, I don't think can't it's lock- yeah, it's not. I was gonna say it's not as much home court. Not like a, I, it's more of like the Lakers are straight up avoiding the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers are straight up avoiding the Lakers. Yeah, I think I also think it's just one of those things where it's like it just made sense. Like, why would you want to play the Lakers in the first round? Um, you get to rest your players. I mean, we saw I think LeBron had an ankle injury in the final game. He had a, like a little scare or something. So it's, it's just one of those situations where you're being better safe than sorry. And I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want to play the Lakers either. I would say it's a start strat, smart strategy move, but like it also comes across as they're being little bitches. But yeah, so that's why they're getting like hate, of course. I mean, they're straight up. You know what I'll say? Okay, so. We get the we get the Los Angeles Clippers. We get Kawhi Leonard. We get Paul George. We get these two guys, and we get a lot of hype. We get the battle for LA. Look at these guys. They're gonna take over. This is gonna be an amazing, you know, battle. And then we have the Lakers. They're not doing anything to avoid the Clippers. They're like, all right, let's play the Clippers. Bring them on. Whatever. The Clippers are over here going, eh, let's try to avoid the Lakers as much as possible because. You know, they're not they're not saying like, okay, we'll see him in the Western Conference Finals. They're saying hopefully they get no- they get knocked out beforehand. So if you're gonna be hyping up the battle for LA and everything, then I deserve then I think that the Clippers deserve every single amount of hate that is thrown at them for tank basically tanking the last two games. I mean, throwing the games. It's pretty obvious that they did that, but I mean, we'll see if it ends up being a smart strategic move you also have to think about like tyron lutu isn't it his first year right so if you're yeah. first year head coach obviously you're not going to want to get bounced in the first round by the los angeles clippers or you're going to be i mean by the lakers or you're going to be on the hot seat so again, they would never play the lakers in the first round wait what they, they they the lakers set it up so the clippers set it up so that they had the that they are now the four seed and they're playing the Mavericks in the first round, and then they would play the winner. They're, what the Clippers are assuming, which by the way, could blow up in their face, which would be hilarious. I hope the Golden State Warriors win, so this does blow up in their face, okay? Because the Clippers are assuming, based on the playing game, the seven and the eight seeds play. The set, Whoever wins that game becomes the seven seed. The Clippers lost, assuming that the Lakers are going to be the seven seed, so now the Clippers are in the four five seed matchup and would play the winner of the Jazz and potentially let's say Warriors or Grizzlies or whatever. That is what the Clippers think is going to happen. That is what, but if the Lakers end up winning, uh, if the Lakers end up losing to the Warriors and then they win the second game, then the Lakers become the eight seed and the Clippers would ironically play them in the second round if both teams were to win. So I have a question for both of you guys. Do you think the Clippers this year are stronger than last year's Clippers? Do you think they're a better team? Yeah, I think they're a better team for sure. And I think they learned from a lot of their mistakes. To touch back on what I said earlier, um, 
I, I now understand what you're saying, Korzimba. And uh, at the same time, though, like, can you blame Tyrone Lue for, like, not for, for trying to avoid the Lakers at all costs? I know, like you said, like, it's a weak move, but I know you're a Bulls fan. If you could have avoided LeBron in the playoffs, you would have did it, hands down, right? Listen, like, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like, I, like, appreciate the strategy. I think it is a smart strategic move. But when you go into this, like, hype up mode of, like, we're going to be the kings of LA, we're going to take over, and then you avoid them, you deserve any criticism coming your way for doing that. Are they still opinion. doing that though? Have they still been doing that? Like, yo, we're the big bad Clippers. We're taking it's more of I think life. it's more of a situation where it was like LeBron and you know the big three, where it was like not one, not two, not three, and then they lost the finals the first year and they shut up and stopped doing things like that. Like it was the Clippers. Yeah. Hype, it was a lot of hype in the first year. You know, honestly, the Clippers have been flying under the radar. Yeah, I feel like they've learned. I, I feel like they've learned at least a small lesson from last year. I think they've been humbled yeah, so, a little bit. So, I could definitely see the Clippers being a surprise team because of that, honestly. like. So, yeah, I was actually going to get into a matchup. I could see them. I think they're like the number one biggest boomer bust team in the West. You know, I think they could either surprise a lot of people. And if they fulfill their potential, they can make a deep run. Or I could see them even losing to the Dallas Mavericks in the first round. And if you remember last year in the NBA playoffs, when Porzingis was healthy with Doncic, the Los Angeles Clippers had a decent amount of trouble with them. Now, earlier on in the NBA season, the Mavericks got off to a very slow start because I think they became a significantly worse team this year because they tra they got rid of some of their shooting. They uh, lost Seth Curry. Um, but after the acquisition of J.J. Redick, it seems to me that they are a significantly better team, and I think they could take out the Clippers if they are fully healthy this year. You think J.J. Redick makes the Mavericks a lot better? No, 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 no. I'm saying that they got their, they got some shooting back, and they're able to space the floor. J.J. So, Redick? I mean, bro, if I told you Seth Curry makes a team a lot better, you'd look at me funny, too. Yo, but I'm a Pelicans you, fan. I watched J.J. Redick all year. He was terrible. I'm about to see if he got better with the, uh, with the Mavericks, though. I'll agree. So, Seth but, Curry makes it. But like, if you take, yeah, oh, like, Seth, Seth Curry for sure. But like, yeah, Seth Curry. I think Seth Curry is probably one of the more underrated players because goes to the Sixers. The Sixers did a remarkable job in the offseason getting some shooting. You know, space the floor a little bit better, and place a bigger emphasis on defense. Now they're the number one seed in the East. Um, but back to the Mavericks and Clippers, I think there's a chance the Mavericks could pull this off. I think there's a better chance that the Clippers win, but. Either way, I think that there is so much at stake for the Los Angeles Clippers this year. Like Kawhi Leonard could opt out after this season. And yeah, he's already experienced like postseason success. He's won two championships. You know, he's won a finals MVP. You know, he he's won it as the guy for a team that's never won a championship before. And now uh, I remember like when he tried to sign when he was going into his free agency, his number one priority was being back in L.A. or California. I don't exactly recall when it was one of those two. This free agency would probably answer that question for us. So if you're Kawhi Leonard, you're taking a step back. You're with the Los Angeles Clippers. You know, first year didn't go according to plan. Second year this year, if you get bounced out in the first round, the Clippers have no cap space. There's no way to improve this team. You know, maybe if they make some sort of trade, possibly, but they're already committed to Paul George. They already are committed to players like Luke Kennard, Marcus Morris. So at this point, this is the best the team's going to get. 
So if they're bounced out in the first round, what do you think the odds are that Kawhi Leonard stays? I mean, I, I hate to say it just based on interest level, but from everything that I like hear from, you know, members of the media and everything, it sounds like Kawhi is pretty committed to staying behind the scenes. But at the end of the day, like you don't know, like we we don't know. And I think a first round loss, especially, yeah, that would, that would make you, you know, you have to consider because, you know, a second round, if you lose, let's say they lose to, I don't know, they haven't had that great, like they haven't been a top team, but if you lose in the first round, yeah, you get bounced. You have to rethink a lot of things. Same with the Sixers who we could get into later on. But if the Sixers don't even reach the Easter conference finals, they have the easiest path in the East right now. If they don't reach the Eastern Conference Finals, like you start to question things like, oh, do we finally make a move? So with Kawhi, it sounds like he's going to stay. Um, he literally left an NBA champion to go to the Clippers. So I'm not sure where his motive is in terms of winning, like where that put is it in his priority list or like does he love the LA lifestyle? Does he just like, you know, being marketed and having his name out there? I would love to see what, remember back when he was in San Antonio and Toronto, he had this whole thing about how he wasn't getting marketed enough and he wasn't making enough money, uh, you know, marketing wise. He wasn't making shoe money. He wasn't getting any of that. I would love to see a comparison about of how much money he's made since he's been in LA because I think that's very important. With Kawhi, I mean, I think it's just too much speculation for me to call it. Um, I really don't want to like make assumptions on whether he's going to stay or uh, if he's going to go because uh, there's just there's just too many moving pieces right now. Like you said, like what if the Clippers do get bounced in the first round? What if they make a decent run? I remember when he was with Toronto, I was like, oh, if, if they win a championship, no way he's leaving. I think yeah, you right, saw him at a yeah. Blue Jays game like a few days later or something, right? And uh, of course, he ends up going to the Clippers. So. Kawhi is one of those guys where it's, he's just like on his own type of time. And I'm not even sure he knows what's going on right now. So if I was him, I wouldn't know either. I would be yeah. like, yeah, you know, I would, I would want it to work out. I would want it to work out in LA, but yeah, if your team loses in the first round, especially to Luca, you know, an up and coming superstar, if yet he is a superstar at this point, if you lose straight up to Luca Man. and the Dallas Mavericks, that's kind of like even more like you're not losing to an like a Chris Paul or someone you're losing to a young superstar and you're looking and you're going okay is this team just going to get better and I'm, we're just going to be left behind yeah yeah also so, so excited to watch Luca man dude last year in the playoffs he's so good oh my he's god so good. he was so last yeah. year in the playoffs like where would you rank him in the NBA just as, in terms of like like where would you rank him in terms of players to have on your roster, that first round that he had. Top five. Because I think yeah. he was easy top five. Yeah, top five like, easy. Dude, he ran like, oh my God. The way that he controlled that series in a loss. Like, yes, they still lost, but he was completely undermanned. All right. They, so I mean, the Clippers last year were. Korzimba, I hate to cut to you better. off, but do you like the Mavericks roster? And I'm going to ask you the same thing, Flight Mike. Um. So I feel like. The Mavericks roster is just unfortunately incomplete, and I think I don't I don't know what you do with it. Still though, like I we've talked about the Mavericks a bunch. Our solution is hopefully they get Kawhi Leonard, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
I don't love the roster, but I don't, I don't even, think I don't even think it's well put together around Luca to be honest with you. Like a lot of these pieces don't make sense, but Luca makes them work. Yeah. I mean, they definitely need more shooting. I feel like Josh Richard Richardson has been a little not a little. I think he's been underwhelming. I thought I think they thought they were going to get more there. Like that was a man who looking back in 2019 was averaging 16.6 a game. Uh, he looked like he could be, you know, establishing himself as more of a consistent scorer. And this year, averaging about 12 a game, shooting 43%. I just think a few of their moves haven't worked out the way that they would want them to. Um, I guess we'll see. I mean, maybe Jalen Brunson takes a leap next year. Yeah, Brunson's pretty good. I like him. He's, I, he's I, someone to definitely look out for. I really like what Corzemba said because I think you phrased it perfectly. Where I do think they built a good team around Luca. Like when they went into the offseason, the way it was assembled was five out around Luca. Maxi Kleba, uh, Kleba, Dorian Finney Smith, Josh Richardson, well, maybe a little less Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway Jr., or JJ Reddick, while JJ Reddick was a midseason acquisition. Kristaps Porzingis are all Bro, players you- that could pers- presumably space the floor, more or less. And you gotta, it just you gotta stop saying JJ, bro. Like I know he can shoot still, but man, if he's playing, no, for I'm not you... saying JJ is amazing, dude. I'm saying JJ, like they built a team around him that could shoot the three. And although JJ Reddick's taken a step back, ever since becoming a Dallas Maverick, he's been shooting forty percent from three. Yeah, he's you shooting, know, so... but he's probably not defending. Um, he's playing pretty limited minutes. To be fair, not a fan of JJ at, at, anymore. At Duke, he was pretty filthy. At Duke, so, oh yeah, I mean, at Duke, yeah, but like in Duke in two thousand five, you know, Dude, that's like, what I was like, I was a huge Duke fan back then. Like, Duke, oh my he was god, a dog. him I'm, and Sheldon Williams, bro, the amount of hate they would get per game, it was like it was unrivaled. JJ Redick would just walk into a freaking arena, every single student would be chanting "fuck you, JJ," and he dropped forty on them. So, man, I think I'd rather the ro- the roster that the Rockets had around Harden than this roster that the the Mavs have around Luka. Like, yeah, you want shooters, but you got you want guys with more two way potential. And I'm sorry, I'm a salty Pelicans fan, but uh, I'm not taking JJ as a as a plus to any. Do we need right Porzingis? Now. What needs to happen is Porzingis needs to step up and be that number two guy for Luka. You know, like the guy that could potentially drop. 40 in a playoff game he needs that like well that's that's especially against the clippers there are plenty of teams right now in the nba that have a guy that could that's capable of dropping 35 to 40 on any given night i i think they really could use some upgrades in terms of role players and maybe some savvy veterans like one of my favorite underrated moves of this past year was the was the derrick rose trade and it was like the perfect trade. You get this player that has familiarity with Tom Thibodeau. You know, he isn't going to light up the scoreboard, but he's a player that everyone will like in the locker room. He's a, he's a good leader for a young team. And it ended up paying off, even though they had way too many guards on that team. So I think they need to definitely try to upgrade those role players around Luka. But I think a core of Luka and Kristaps could potentially work out. 
So there. I feel like it works on paper. It just hasn't. It, it been looks good on paper. Way, yeah. Um, yeah, it hasn't I'm, been producing the way we. I'm not sure their games complement each other on the highest of levels either. I think Luca might be better with like a Clint Capella type center, as opposed to Chris Stapps. Even though I know he does love spacing, I'm a firm believer in you could space the floor, um, playing playing a uh, big at the dunker spot and being a good lob target. So maybe an acquisition of like a Nerlens Noel type. Nerlens Noel would be tough. Didn't they have Nerlens? They did have Ner and they did have Nerlens Noel. So Dude, that, Nerlens like, just emerged this year. Like he, I mean, good for him, but yeah. This tells me a lot about the Mavericks current roster. So Nicolo Melli was really, really bad for the New Orleans Pelicans. Gets traded to Dallas, ends up playing around 20 minutes per game and still producing around like the same stats he had for the Pelicans. Um, I'm a little worried about this team, but uh, you know, I do think in the playoffs, they are, they are going to surprise some people just because of Luka and because they do have some guys on the roster with some potential to go off. Yeah, Luke, Luke has that LeBron potential. He has oh, yeah. that potential to drop, you know, a 40, 14, and 12 game on Which you. is why I wish and they had more two-way players. Like, you it have really is, it's disgusting. Doncic. Just get like, guys that can shoot and defend. I'm just, yeah. yeah. Dude, it's, I don't Porzingis needs to be, like, he's he's not even an all-star right now, you no. know? Like, so, it's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm just saying. He just needs to step up and just... That's that's what the current state of the roster. They can't make any changes at this point, you know. Bro, if they, they can't had do a anything, big so. that was a legit defensive anchor, give me the Mavs taking a series against anybody in these playoffs. If they just had a big that could set the tone defensively and just like like you said, Mike, uh, Nerlens Noel type or yeah. a Capella type, that'd just be clutch for them. Yeah. Um, it sucks because, like, you know, there are times where we just look at teams and we say, hey, the way this roster is being constructed is extremely incompetent. And then there are times where you look at teams and you say, hey, the idea behind the construction of this roster, I see it. I understand it. It just didn't work out. And uh, I think that's the case here for the Dallas Mavericks. I'm sure you guys remember, like, I think it was a month ago when the Lakers played against the Brooklyn Nets without LeBron or AD and they crushed them you know like they won 126 to 101 and but in in the middle of that game Dennis Schroeder and Kyrie Irving got into it like they got into a bit of a spat and it was a pretty bad one they both ended up getting ejected but if you look at it maybe I'm biased so maybe you guys could look at it maybe if you want roll the clip as we're talking about this but it looks like they're getting into each other's face. Schroeder's uh, like, okay, what am I doing here? And Kyrie Irving's really upset. And then they get separated. Both of them get ejected. And at the end, it really rubbed Schroeder the wrong way to the point where a month later, he came out and he said, he's never going to wear Kyrie Irving's shoes again. And he's going to give away all of his shoes for everybody who wants them. And yeah, I think it says he has about 30 to 40 pairs. Wow. I, I he really, said text him. I really wonder, has the transcript of what these two said to each other ever ended up coming out? Um. So I think it has something to do with, uh, you know, uh, Schroeder calling Kyrie the N-word and Kyrie saying that that's a derogatory slur. Um, 
and throw that word out of the window right alongside all of those other racist words used to describe my people. So apparently that's where the drama came from. So Schroeder, what, an this, what an interesting argument to have on an NBA basketball court. Very yeah. well. Yeah. Kyrie's. Yeah. Um, but it, it is on brand for Kyrie. That's the. That is very on brand for Kyrie. You know, so, I'll give it to Kyrie. You could hate on the man. You could, which I have, but, uh, you know, I'm just saying you could hate on the man. You could hate on like some of the stuff he does, but he stays on brand. Like that, that man does not waver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. He He's had a remarkable, uh, he's had a remarkable season, 50, 40, 90, you know? So, and he, he's treated the season like a side hustle the whole year. So, <laughs> you know, whatever, I guess, whatever makes him happy. Um, but yeah, it's a really, yeah. it's really interesting. Uh, I really wish that was like one of those situations where they were both completely mic'd up and we could hear what the altercation was because I'm sure there's more to the story than that. I mean, if that's, if that is the know. story, it probably would have been kind of hilarious of, Kyrie like trying to teach Dennis Schroeder a lesson like I don't know how it like went down but like that'd be kind of just funny being like yo don't use those words man those aren't cool and then Dennis Schroeder's just getting more and more angry but there's also more about Dennis I don't think uh, Schroeder Dennis was Sch like mad I think he was just like yo what's going on bro like it seemed like both of them were not that were they I don't know no I think Kyrie was pretty frustrated if I remember correctly but yeah um, like and I think this is exactly yeah. what happened because if you look at it like what Schroeder said he was kind of looking at him like uh okay like you're mad about this you know like really um so and, a touchy subject for um the whiteness of my skin oh i mean fair point um <laughs> just fucking, I'm just... uh fair point but i'd imagine if like you know i don't know um exactly 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 what I, <laughs> I, I imagine I if cool. uh Exactly. I'd imagine that's that's what I'm saying, bro. I'm just going to I'd like, imagine if can we get a soundbite of that? I'd imagine if uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, you know, that's my whole. I'll just, I think so, we both can just agree that we just you know can't put ourselves. in I mean, here's the here. vibe I got. Here's the vibe I got. The vibe I got was like this is something Schroeder says to other black individuals, and it was just something he says and. Kyrie Irving being another person that's black. Well, my thing with Kyrie is if you check Schroeder, you're going to have to check everybody. And um, I mean, you know, I wonder if he's okay with like KD saying it, James Harden saying it. Like, I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, if you're checking Schroeder on it, you got to check hard and you got to check KD if your teammates are doing it. But uh, personally, I think I, I love Kyrie. You know, I, I stand for like just about everything Kyrie stands for. I think he's a dope guy. I think he's gotten a lot of hate, a lot of um, a lot of weird hate. But uh, like when it comes to like this situation, I think he was mad at something else. I think Schroeder was kind of like locking him up a little bit. Or like just playing like really pes pesky defense on a pesky defense, and you know Kyrie just got frustrated, and it's one of those things that just boiled over. And when you're frustrated, you know, sometimes you 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 just take what you can. To... Maybe he just said it and then just doubled down on it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's like you <laughs> like, know, like we've been there, like we've been there. He took that stance, yeah, and then he was just was like, you know what, I'm st I'm sticking with this. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. It's not like Kyrie Irving's the most predictable. It, it Kyrie is one of those guys that sticks with like what he says, 
like whether he thinks it's yeah, right or yeah. wrong like he i've never really seen him like change his mind on anything or admit that he's wrong really yeah and this is coming i mean i have i've seen him change Kyrie his mind fan. on I've what seen him change his mind on national he means oh, oh, oh change his mind on, i hate on this people. guy yeah 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 like oh was good. Was good. yeah yeah yeah, like yeah 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 okay well yeah, <laughs> yeah we, <laughs> he said he was gonna he be a celtic for life yeah that was nuts that was nuts guys everyone that is watching first of all thank you but second of all we're gonna do the playoff matchups here based on what we can do because the playing games still have yet to be played so are you what do you guys think are we cool with just kind of talking a little vague about t the seven or eight seed matchups like what if the uh sixers play the celtics for instance you know Wait, we have um, to fill out brackets. Do we want to do that and uh, tweet them out for next week's pod? Fill out brackets? Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. Playoff brackets? Or wait, are we gonna? We should. We should wait, right? Like till the play-ins are over. Yeah, after the play-ins, we'll fill in yeah. full playoff brackets. Yeah, I'm down for do we that. Got I'm a, down for that. Do we got a wager going, boys? Yeah. Uh, what's the, what's the what's the wager? Loser loses their channel. Other guys split it up. Huh, I have like five other ones. Losers. I'll take the NFL one. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'll take the NFL one too. I got dibs on NFL. I got dibs on NFL. We'll split that one up. Coop. Honestly, you know what? Fine. Coop, you could have the NFL one. I'll take the Mike, the Flight Mike TV. I'll start making some YouTube drama content. Logan Paul's fight's coming up. Big. Yeah, I would love to see you jump on that. <laughs> I think we should focus on matchups that we think have upset possibilities. Well, so which so, matchups are those for you guys? So it would be, hmm, I feel like the, ah, uh, man, the Mavericks and the Clippers we discussed already. Um, yep. We have the, I don't know, do we consider the four and five seed to be? Uh, no, no. We don't yeah, need to consider it upset, seed. but we, we should talk about it. So what would you think for Knicks Hawks? Who do you have? I'll start. I've got the Knicks. I think that they've got, I, I think Tibbs is going to, you know, come out, do his thing. I think their defense has been on point. I think Trey Young, I think amazing season by, by him. The Hawks in general have had a great season. Um, I'm very interested to see what happens when Trey gets kind of a, you know, some more Steph Curry kind of defense played at him, you know? Uh, it's going to be his first playoff series. I think it's going to be a learning curve for Trey. I think the Knicks are going to take this one. I'm excited to see Derrick Rose playing some playoff basketball, baby. Now, I know we talked about it before. We mentioned, Mike mentioned it, um, him briefly. Dude, what a pickup. I mean, there's a lot of teams right now that would love to have Derrick Rose as their sixth man. The Knicks have him. Like, what's crazy is that Knicks fans... You know, no hate on Knicks fans right now. This is the season of the Knicks. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to spread any hate towards the Knicks, but I do want to just say it's it's funny that Knicks fans were kind of 50-50 on Derrick Rose because they wanted quickly to be playing more and they thought they Rose was going to cut into their uh, his playing time. But then ever since Derrick Rose joined that team, they stepped it up even another level. And dude, they're the four seed. I mean, credit to the New York Knicks. No one saw that coming. Like that is a shocking season. Yeah, the Knicks are balling out of control. Julius Randle has been amazing. RJ Barrett took a pretty, a pretty nasty leap to um, Nerlens mm. Noel has been given off defensive player of the year type vibes. Who saw that coming? 
uh yeah I'm, I'm really excited and like you said man the derrick rose trade especially for the price that they got him for was an absolute steal i honestly thought rose was going to end up getting traded to a team like the lakers for the longest of times but i'm happy he landed in new york and i'm excited to see what they can do going forward it's very, i think it's very surprising that no one else pulled the trigger and made the move for him honestly so yeah i wouldn't have minded the, the pelicans getting rose yeah, I mean, he could help a ton of teams. I actually am going to disagree with both of you guys. I know the Knicks are the sexy pick. You know, everyone wants to say that the Knicks are going to win. I thought you meant on Derek Rose for a second. I was going to say, hold on. You know, um, that's my boy. But still, hold yeah. on. Like, but no, I mean, no, I know the but, Knicks are like the team. You know, they're the they're like the sexy pick. They're like, they are the big story of the East this year. Who specifically on the Knicks is sexy? I'm just curious because you said it twice now. I mean... In, in terms of like in an ideal world, most people are going to say, oh, the Knicks are better than the Hawks. I don't think that's the case. I think the Hawks from, I think in terms of roster construction to their best star, everything is except who's their head, uh, who's their head coach. Lloyd, uh, it's not Lloyd Pierce. I'm actually Nate going McMillan. to disagree. I'm going to say that Julius Randle is, I'm going to get hate for this. I'm going to say Julius Randle's better than Trey Young right now. Dude, you're it a Julius Randle stand. You really are. Yeah, bro. I, like, I but like, but like, I'm not hating. I'm not hating on the standum. I'm just saying you love him. Like, you I mean, love, love him. Am Am I wrong? You guys disagree? So think? here's the thing. No, he's been he, he's been crushing. Yeah, he's been awesome. Um, and this is no disrespect to the Knicks, you know, and I could be wrong, but take a. I, I just love the way the rocks are, uh, the Rockets are constructed. You got Trey Young, John Collins, Clint Capella, Danilo Gallinari. You got Lou Williams, which I don't know. He has been not as he hasn't been as good this year, but they got their veteran leader in the locker room. That could be a huge benefit to them, especially in come playoff time. Um, I guess. I mean, I don't know if I want Lou Wills. Like, it's like <laughs> yeah. a nice veteran like, leader, but uh, I mean, it's like a nice combination of young talent in addition to uh, um, older stars as well. Like Cam Reddish like and DeAndre Hunter. You know, Deon. There's like Cam Reddish is still trying to figure it out, but DeAndre Hunter has been developing pretty nicely, um, although hasn't really been doing well from three. Um, I think that this team could surprise a lot of people. I made a really bold offseason prediction where I said that I thought the Hawks were going to be a top four team in the East. I obviously was wrong. They were the fifth, but they also have Bogdan Bogdanovich. You know, it's just a really well constructed team. That speaking of DeAndre Hunter, is what, is he good? Like he's missing he's, the entire year. He's he's okay. You know, he's no. So, I mean, like, is he like like he just returned? Yeah. Like, how much um, of a factor is he going to be in this series? All right, true, fair. But I'm saying say like they're who's going to uh, stop Julius Randle? Honestly, because that's that's the that's probably question. their biggest problem. You know, um, I mean, you flip it around, ask the same thing with Trey Young, but I think it's. I mean, yeah, the I Knicks think, are a really great defensive gonna, team. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're going to attack Trey Young. I, I and, think, and that's I'm, my thing. The Knicks specialize. Like, they're one of the best defensive teams in the league, right? Um, I'm not sure the Atlanta Hawks really specialize in anything. I know their offense is top 10. I'm um, looking right now. Their offense is currently ninth in the NBA. And in the last 15, their offense has been nothing to write about, whereas the New York Knicks... Oh, well, I guess they haven't been that spectacular in the last 15 net rating wise either. But, uh, you know, the, the New York Knicks are a defensive team and in, in the in the playoffs, especially it's a half court game. If you're slowing down the other team, 
uh, you're greatly increasing your chances to win. And it's not like the Knicks have game, a yeah. It's not like the Knicks have a shortage of like half court creators. I mean, I think Julius Randle is going to be just like you said an absolute problem for the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, Randle um, and then you know RJ picks yeah, the RJ, spots. Yeah. RJ RJ waits for you, you know. RJ's like the type of guy that could have eight points going into the fourth quarter Man. and drop like a quick like 16 on you like so he, he's always ready this and this doesn't get talked he, about he enough yeah. trey young's like one of the worst defenders in the league yeah the New York that's Knicks that's my whole thing are going to too. attack him you can't let trey Young. if i'm like, the who Knicks, is he guarding i'm putting rj at point guard and i'm saying let's rock it's or, yeah it's gonna be i mean you could just put derrick rose yeah you guard. could you could you could just rock with rose honestly i mean like Derrick Rose is just gonna be blown by Trey. I mean, I think, I He's think gonna be what? at the end of the day, I think this is gonna be. I mean, prove me wrong, Trey. I I would love it. I love good basketball. Not a Hawks hater at all. No matter what we say, apparently people think we're haters. On, oh yeah, every just, time. We're just, we're, every time. Every time we're just picking one team to win right here. But regardless, I just think this is gonna be a good learning experience for a younger Hawks team. I think they'll get a lot out of this, and I think. Exactly. And the Knicks have some more veteran experience, and they've got Tibbs, who's going to be, you know, so game planning really well. And so just, I think that they're going to be winning this. Just one. to reiterate, whatever happens this season for the Hawks is a, is a success. We're not hating it's on the Hawks guys. It's already been a success. Yeah, yeah whatever happens a is a success. So, like, um, they would take this like before the season started. Like, the Hawks would take this every time. Yeah, I honestly think that the Hawks have their pieces already, you know, and at this point, it's all about develop like proper development, like what's going to become of Cam Reddish? What's going to become of DeAndre Hunter? Onyeke Okungwu, are you going to be able to develop him properly? You know, you have John Collins, you have Clint Capella, you have Danilo Gallinari, but the prop, but you have Kevin Herter. But the problem also is that. Herter, Gallinari, Chris Dunn, Clint Capella, Bogdan Bogdanovich are all dealing with nagging injuries. They're day-to-day, -day, but they're still dealing with nagging injuries, and that should affect them during this playoff um, run. So it really depends. Um, oh, my God. Their day-to-day -day injury list is this, crazy. This probably yeah. sounds dumb, too, but, man, I would love to have Rajon Rondo right now over Lou Williams. I agree. Um yeah, I think yeah but Rondo was not. In, he wasn't. In, he wasn't. But he did you, not want to be there. Yeah, um, I would love to have an engaged Rondo over. Yeah, Lil. there we go. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. He just was not in there mentally. But I yeah, I don't think he thought. I mean, they the were Hawks. Make I agree, dude. The Hawks are going to be so good. It looks like like we talk about teams like the Mavericks. We talk about you know teams that are like, what do they do next? They have like the, these great players. What do they do next? Like, yeah, the Hawks just have assets. They have young players that all could take like a leap. Like, I mean, we'll see Cam after this Achilles injury. I was so huge on Cam Reddish coming out of the draft. I thought he was going to be really I thought, great, I thought, I honestly, like one of my earliest videos was me criticizing Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish teaming up together on Duke. Cause I felt like one of them were going to get the short end of the stick during the NBA draft. And I predicted that player being Cam Reddish. See, so. I thought. See, I thought that because of that, I, I thought because Cam was the third option, that he wasn't showcasing his full abilities, like uh, Devin Booker, for instance, in Kentucky. And so that's why I thought coming into the draft, I was like, oh, maybe a team's gonna, you know, he's gonna slip a bit, and a team will get a steal out of a guy that wasn't able to play and showcase his full abilities because of Zion and RJ. 
But as of right now, it doesn't look like, you know, Cam's panning out that way. But I mean, you've got nice surprises in like Kevin Hurt, like Kevin Herter kind of, where was he drafted? He was the 19th pick and he's been like, you know, overplaying that 19th pick spot, I'd say. You've got Hunter. Yeah. They've got they've got a great young core. It's hard to call the 10th pick the short end of the stick, too. I mean, all things considered, it's pretty solid. It's going to be a great series. I'm excited. That's fun. See, these these kind of first-round series are so much better than, like, like other, like, first-round series we've got in the past of, like, maybe a 4-5. Because this is too, like, this is the Knicks. Like, they've just, they've came back. They've proven so many people wrong. They've got young talent in RJ. You know, they've got... They've got Julius Randle coming and finally making an all-star team, or not even finally, you know, surprisingly making an all-star team, trying to make a name for himself. Then we've got a young, hungry team in the Hawks. Like, that is hype. That is very exciting. Like, I, the playoffs this year have some really great matchups. Um, we'll keep okay. going after Mike. Uh, what, or Yeah. What do you guys want to say with this? After, after Mike, I want to I wanna make a statement. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go first, Mike. Oh, no, I was just going to make a comment that, like, I think in this race, I don't know about you guys, I can't help but compare the Mavericks and Hawks. Like, how are they building around Trey Young versus how are they building around Luka Doncic? Yeah, I'd rather Luka Trey's isn't... team. Yeah, I think yeah, they're doing a much right? better you'd job. You'd rather Trey's oh, team yeah. and freaking... Dude, you'd rather Trey's team, and the thing is, imagine Luka on the Hawks. Championship. Oh, my God. No, I'm joking. Oh but there's, there's so like, much better. Right, Maybe. It was right there. It was literally right there. Bro, Luca oh. next to Gallinari, C- Capella. He has his lob target. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's Dude, a they, right they there. Dude, to- they drafted him. They took him. They had Luca with shooters all around, defenders all around, wing defenders, wing shooters. In Atlanta, God. too? In Atlanta, too? That'd be so much fun. Dude, that... People would I view mean, Atlanta that like is a big one- market. It is a big market, but, I mean... One hundred percent. That is going to come down as like one of the biggest what ifs in NBA history. I'll say it'll probably go down. Luca continues at this career path, and Trey does too. I mean, Trey's killing it, but I mean, he's not like who knows? If you put Luca on that Atlanta Hawks team this year, like we could be seeing MVP season from him. I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to wait to see what what Trey Young becomes when it's all said and done too, because. It took Curry a few years to get his feet wet, and I think Trey Young's like what twenty one, if that. So, yeah, I'm, Seth I'm going came to out him. after a few years in college. He came out after three. Trey came out after yeah. So, freshman. Uh, Trey is it would still be in college if he was going on Steph's career path. So, yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off the judgment. So I got this this. Well, Trey's are great. Yeah, I'm not not even. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, I think we course, both agree. Course. Yeah, Trey's yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah, they both uh, they they're both phenomenal players. Hard to go wrong with either one. Yeah, so it's I just got one this. one has the chance of being you know like actual top ten. Yeah, I got this chart in front of me, right? And I'm gonna read off some stats. It's a uh, it's called the efficiency landscape. It's from Kirk's Goldberry. I used it in my last video. I really like this chart because it tells us what teams have done in the last 15 games. So in the last 15 games. The Golden State Warriors have the number four net rating. They're the number 16 offense, the number two defense. The Utah Jazz have the number one net rating, number nine offense, number one defense. The Portland Trailblazers, who we were really tough on. Dude, we were. Have the number two net rating, the number one offense, 
and the number 18 defense. Let's talk that series. You know, I, I would say that is one of the series we should highlight. Update on the house situation. Guys, if you have been following the podcast, first of all, shout out you. Second of all, we talked about a man who supposedly bet his house on Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers winning 42 games this year, okay? You could do over-unders uh, before the season starts and you basically bet like, okay, you you predict how many games the team's going to win. So the Portland Trailblazers over-under, I guess, was 41 and a half, which meant you're either betting over and under. If they win 42 games, then you win the bet. This man tweeted at Damian Lillard and he said, How's your hamstring? I need you guys to win 42 games this year or I lose my house. Huge fan, even if I'm in the mansion or homeless. And Dame just goes, say less. All he says, which is a baller move now looking back because they did it. They pulled it off. When we talked about this originally, I specifically know I said, say more. Like, don't bet your house because they were not, they were not on pace to do this. But shout out Dame. He did it. However... I'm looking at NBC Sports, guys. I'm looking right now, and it says Damian Lillard caught man in a lie over viral bet on house. And so it's apparently official. And oh, Dame tweets back. He go Dame comes back to this tweet, pretty viral-ish tweet, 83,000 likes from Dame. He goes back to Lord Tree Sap, the man who made the bet, and he goes, LOL, let me see the ticket, bro. You know, because if you bet your freaking house, you're going to be betting 100000 at least plus dollars, if not way more. And he said, you ready to be neighbors? I'm trying to. And he bet. Oh, my God. He bet, I think, $270. What? He bet 200 bucks. He bet $200 and claimed it was his, he claimed it was his house. Someone goes, yo, is this your house, bro? And pulls up one of those like toy, like little houses you could buy for a kid. Like a play, a play Yeah, I'm house. looking at it right now. That's 214 oh my God. too. That's tough. They're that expensive. Bro, I was rooting for the guy too. Like even like if the Blazers won, it meant that the Lakers would um, have to play in the play-in, which they did. But I was rooting for the Blazers because yeah. I was so, I really wanted that guy to win some money. Uh. Dude, you know what? There's a common rule, I think, when it comes to this kind of thing. And it's, that guy was suspiciously quiet, okay? As soon as he started getting the hype and like people were like, you know, this became a story. He suspiciously never really was like, yeah, my house is on the line. He was kind of just like laughing along with it, you know, but he never straight up was like this is how much i bet this is like if i'm that man if i'm that man in that situation and the blazers what they needed to win like 10 out of 12 or something like it was it got dire like i i, I don't even know if i'm on twitter first of all i'm probably crying daily hiding in my bed for a while i can because i still have a house at this point but you know that guy would be worried worried He'd be freaking out. He'd be tweeting after every game. He'd be exploding, going so happy. He really wasn't doing that. His actions were suspicious to me. Kind of makes sense to me that he didn't actually bet his house. But it sucks because it was a hilarious story. And he would have won, bro. He should have bet his house. 
I'll disagree yeah. with you right there. Uh, if I'm losing my house, I'm probably not getting on social media. I'm probably uh. Well, no, he was on social media though. He was on it. He oh, just wasn't whoa. talking okay, okay. about his house. I see he wasn't saying. going into like depth about like how much he actually bet. And there are plenty of people text like tweeting at him, going like, "Yo, how much did you actually bet?" All this stuff. Like he was on social media. He was eating up the media, you know, of it. Oh like, yeah, the fact that yeah, his yeah. name was in the headlines. But he was not worried like he should have been. He was not, you know, posting his like he had his bet ticket right there. He posted it. I wonder he could have posted he, that. I wonder what he does. I wonder what Dame if Dame does anything, if he actually did like would have lost his house. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, NBA cares. <laughs> Build him in the house back. <laughs> That'd be tough. <laughs> okay, but uh anyway, um, Moving on, I guess, from that. You know what? Honestly, I will say, screw you, Lord Treesap. You had us hyped. We thought that you had won, won a house, basically, and you won 200 bucks. Like, come on. I went against my own team for this man. You know, like, <laughs> I went against the interests of my own favorite team for this guy. Like, ugh. Yeah. So, yeah. I so, think we get okay. Krizimba, you can't really, we can't really say screw him. When we, when we made a video titled guy loses his house over yeah over be, bet. but well that's even more he bamboozled us we're part of the we we're sorry. part of the bamboozle it just sounds crazy not being sorry like that this guy is losing his house dude if he actually was on the the we were we felt bad for him when he was losing his house we were we were rooting for him um, okay 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 i see i, I see think I now that now he deceived us you know i don't like the deception but so moving away from the guy's house, Dame did it. He's on fire. Coop, like you just said, the Blazers are crushing it. Honestly, we gave Powell, you know, we gave him a little crap. We were like saying, you know, that wasn't a move. That move has been paid off great suddenly. What do you think is going to happen, though, in this series against the Denver Nuggets? I think this could potentially go seven. I think this is going to be a close series. And I'm very excited to see. I think the key for the Nuggets is going to be Michael Porter Jr. stepping up. Um, and then for the Blazers, I mean, it's taking advantage of the the loss of Jamal Murray and potentially the loss of Will Barton, too. Is Will Barton out for the playoffs or is he? What's going on with Will? I think the key um, for the Nuggets is containing Dame. I think it's going to come down to will the Nuggets defend for 48 minutes i think that's my biggest concern with this denver nuggets team um obviously the blazers are going to get Nurkic and i mean um they're going to get Jokic in a lot of in a lot of pick and roll situations they're going to try to expose him and uh I, i'm not sure it's a great matchup for the denver nuggets who do they stick on dame who is going to be guarding him because right now I don't know who the, that person is. I don't. I don't think that really matters because again, I think they're just going to attack Jokic. So I think it's going to come down to is he going to be able to defend in the screen and roll? Something I really respect about Dame is uh, he came out and he like reiterated his desire to want to win a championship with the Blazers. Did you guys see that? Yeah, man is ride or die, and dude, he, yeah. I mean, what I'll say too is he doesn't waver either. Like. When they're go when they're down, you know, when they were just a, a few weeks ago not playing as well, like the man does not waver in his desire to stay in Portland. So credit to him. 
he's really like it used to bother me because i felt like we were watching one of the greatest primes in like the nba go to waste but honestly i have a lot of respect for that type of stuff like i'm like i really i was talking to a couple of my friends the other day and uh bunch of laker fans and there's definitely a significantly bigger attachment to the kobe bryant pau gasol lakers or even like the kobe and shaq lakers or any kobe based laker team than there is to the current to the current laker team as a result of kobe's loyalty to the lakers throughout all that time so it's really nice to see dame doing that um but Back to the back to this matchup between him and the Denver Nuggets. I uh, I think Damian Lillard's probably going to go off. I think he's going to have really good games. But on top of that, he I still think it's going to be one of those situations where we're going to be watching and we're going to say, "Hey, he's putting it all on the floor. He's doing everything he can. Probably going off for forty, maybe fifty. Still isn't enough." And the Denver, uh, the, I have the Denver Nuggets winning this in six. Hmm. This this is tough because both teams have been playing lights out. Honestly, give me Portland. Portland, Portland. six right, games, so. seven, seven, seven games, seven games. Port- give me Portland so in seven. Between. So Denver Nuggets first round exit. Denver Nuggets first round exit. I, mean, I like Jamal. their team too. If they didn't have, if they didn't lose Jamal, I don't know. It's a whole different story. I to like me, I think this too. is going to come down to Will Barton. I, I think it's going to come down Will to Will Barton is going to. I'm just, Will Barton right now is hurt. Saying how how oh, much I, is he going to play? I just think this is a bad matchup for the Denver Nuggets. I, I think the Nuggets could like win the championship, honestly, even without Murray. But I think this is just one of those things where wow. it's it's not the best matchup. If you think the Nuggets can win the championship, I don't think you're picking them against Portland. Well, I am. I mean, there are some teams That's like a crazy statement. I mean, they, there are some teams that are that are bad matchups for some teams. I remember the Pelicans always used to be. I don't, I don't remember who. Oh, it was the Celtics. Like the Celtics were always the better team, but the Pelicans used to destroy I mean, the Celtics with Anthony to be Davis. Fair, to be fair, the the Blazers have had trouble guarding tall wing guards. I mean, tall wing forwards, aka Michael Porter Jr. Um, their interior defense has been not great. So I wouldn't say this was, you know, a really bad matchup for Denver. I would I would say it kind of just swings both ways. I'd say it was honestly like more neutral. Like they both have because Denver, you know, doesn't have Jamal. They don't have they don't have perimeter defense right now. I didn't now, say so. it wasn't a bad matchup for uh I didn't I didn't say like uh you know, I I'd say it's just more equal of a matchup. Um yeah, I think like I mean if you're picking it to go 7 games. Well, you could say like yeah, you could say like it's a bad matchup for both sides and I and I agree. But I also think it's a bad matchup for the Denver Nuggets. That was my point. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Denver Nuggets. I'm gonna go Denver Nuggets in seven. I'm gonna go Denver. I think this is just Jokic's season. I mean, is he winning the MVP still at this point? It's been some I Steph Curry buzz. Gained, yeah, Curry gained some ground on him. Yeah, Jokic like has earlier, been amazing. Um, and I'm gonna uh, go ahead, Coop. I was just going to say, Curry kind of has that narrative, too, going. And now he's got that LeBron co-sign. And people are kind of gassing it to where, like, oh, if we look back on this season 20 years from now, is that Jokic MVP going to be a stain where we're like, oh, well, this would have added to Steph's legacy, blah, blah, blah. 
So, I mean, I could definitely see Curry winning MVP. I don't want to say he shouldn't because I think this is one of those situations where both guys are qualified to win it. But ultimately, I do think Jokic should maybe. I'm looking at the sports books and it's like Jokic is an overwhelming favorite. And they're honest. They're pretty good with this because, you know, there's money on the line. Like Jokic is minus 10,000 right now, which literally means what? If you bet $100, you win 10. Like that is how low his odds are i remember yeah. like when uh no, no i think you win one i think if you bet a hundred dollars you win a dollar oh wow all right so Jokic is the overwhelming favorite uh, you know i'm not gonna lie like two, he's definitely the overwhelming though yeah like two months ago three months ago um when curry was initially getting his mvp hype i came out and said he didn't deserve it you know it was at the time where you know he was putting up these great games on warrior on the warriors and i think the warriors were like 10th or 11th in the west or something like that and my rationale was he's doing these great things for a team that isn't even going to sniff the playoffs but now that you have this narrative around him where he pretty much backpacked the warriors to the nba uh, to the play-in that in of itself is extremely impressive. Yeah, um, it's uh, one of the nastiest carries I've ever seen. Yeah. If if people assume that he doesn't have a case for MVP, I mean, I, I would just laugh at that. Yeah, I definitely think he does have a case for MVP. Um, but it's crazy because when you look at the um, and when you look at the NBA rankings, it goes Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Luka, then Curry. Would you put Luka over Curry? Would you even put Giannis over Curry? Um, I'm looking currently. The current lines have Steph and Embiid tied, from what I'm seeing on DraftKings, um, on BetMGM points bet. It's Jokic overwhelming favorite. The thing is, Jokic is such an overwhelming favorite based on these odds that I'm seeing that it's like it's a guarantee we, we shouldn't even continue to talk about this. I mean, yeah, it's that, it's that crazy. All right, guys. Well. We went pretty in depth into a bunch of matchups for this. Uh, I guess this is kind of like part one, I would say, of a playoff preview because due to the play-in games, we don't really know the full matchups that are gonna be happening for the first round. So I guess we could finish up and of course give our thoughts on the playoffs going into uh, you know next week and everything because we got a bunch of other teams to talk about like you know we, we could be seeing the lakers playing the suns and the jazz playing the golden state warriors that's gonna be huge for now though coop you look like you have a question comments who do you have in a fight flight mike mike corzimba boom celebrity boxing who do you have oh celebrity boxing below. he would i think so, he'd definitely take me he's been in the gym you strong think flight mike would take you i mean he's got a strength advantage for sure Bro, strength isn't everything. Have you boxed before? Dude, I'll give I'll give him credit where credit is due. I think I'll you know dust him in one on one basketball, but I mean <laughs> let's I mean we'd have to see. I right as of right now, you put on some boxing if gloves for me. I've I've never boxed. I've never, you know, taken a punch really. If we're talking arm I mean, wrestling, I, he's taking you. But boxing, come on. Dude, I mean I used to I like I was in a fraternity in college, like I used to get into fist fights with the lacrosse kids, but other than that, like I haven't been in a fight in seven, six, seven years. Can we hear one of your fight stories? Sure. All right. Boom. All right. Holy crap. So in my fraternity, St. John's University, Queens, 
you know, a little hardened. I'm just kidding. Um, but so <laughs> at the bar, I was, I was, bar. a I was, a, I was a huge rivals with the lacrosse kids. I hated them. And because we used to always, you know, compete with like parties and I have a fiance. So I'll say my other brothers would compete for girls with the lacrosse kids as I studied. But anyway, get into a argument with the lacrosse team at a bar one day. All right. One of the bars. And I have my boys back. He is like one on 10 versus lacrosse kids. And I come up and I start screaming. I'm like, yeah, like, you know, fuck you guys. Like you're trying to fight him one on 10. I swear to God, my boy just dips. He's gone. He leaves. He leaves me in a one on 10 situation. So I'm like, are you kidding me? Luckily, this is a bar where I have like a ton of friends and, uh, you know, we knew the owner back then of the bar and everything. And they just end up kicking the lacrosse kids out. But the lacrosse kids are like, they like mentally take like a photograph of, of my face and are like, we're going to get you. And I'm like, all right, sure, whatever. The thing is back then we were going out like four times a week and we would see each other all the time. So it led to several weird confrontations where they were like being like, oh yeah, like fuck you, like bumping into me. Finally, all escalated. I walk outside a different bar, right? And I walk in and I, I go to get cash at an ATM next door. And I notice that there's literally like 14 lacrosse kids just all sitting there. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I walk, they and they start sharpening me. They're saying some things. I'm like, all right. I walk back in the bar and I go to a few of my friends and I'm like, dude, I swear to God, as soon as I walk outside of this bar again, I'm going to be jumped. I'm like, you've got to have my back. I get like five people to have my back. I walk outside this bar. Kid literally points at me and goes, there he is. Runs at me, throws a haymaker at my head. Keep in mind, these are D1 athletes. Luckily, you know, everyone's drunk. Luckily, punch comes at my face. I duck under it. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like seeing things in slow motion. Might've been drunk, but just, you know, seeing things in slow motion. I throw a jab into this guy's stomach. We both go down on the ground. And I can vividly remember for about 10 seconds, like I was on top of this guy. Pause, sus, but whatever. I was on top and I throw some punches at this guy, boom, hit him. I'm like, dude, I'm winning. This guy's bigger than me. They had previously in the past been like, dude, why do you think you could fight us? We're D1 athletes, this whole thing, whatever. I'm like, I'm winning, all right? Next thing you know, I get kicked in the back of the head by another guy. Oh, Boom. classy. I just cover up as 15 lacrosse kids just start kicking and stomping on me on the ground, kicking me. I'm like, oh my God, like, am I going to like, I, I'm just kind of just covering up like this. My boy, George Corey, shout out to him and my boy, Dave. They knew the lacrosse kids. They were you know, friendly with them. They stopped it, luckily, from getting any worse. And somehow, somehow I didn't get hurt, you know, face-wise because they only hit my back. But I woke up and my back was like severely bruised. And yeah, that was one of my college fighting stories. I have a few, actually. I have like, you know, like so, five or six. So would you say you won or did you lose? I was about to say five. Dude, stars? I would say- I'll, You got your ass beat. Dude, I won in a moment 
But then, I mean, uh, I got then they freaking fifteen on one me. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, yeah, like something similar happened to me, um, but I think I managed the fight or flight properly. Um, so I was like twenty two, and we were yeah, I was the, I was around that age for this as well, by the way. Yeah, um, and I was at this like one fraternity. We were celebrating one of my friend's girlfriend's birthdays, so we were like outside in the balcony area. And uh, we're just hanging out, you know, there are like girls hanging out with us. I was there, a couple of my buddies, my brother, just drinking, having a good time, taking vitamins and whatnot. Um, and uh, eventually I see this like guy was getting really like, was kind of like squaring up with one of like my good female friends, you know, like getting what? all up in her. Yeah, it was like really weird. It was, he was like getting squaring all up? In like, no, like he was doing like a little bit of this, you know, like getting oh, to her okay. face. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's, she seems like she could, uh, you know, use some help. I also thought, I also thought her friend was kind of cute. So, and I've never met her before. So, you know, I decided to like linger around that area. Guys, if you watched the last pod, this was the girl that broke his heart. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I go up and eventually I like talk to the guy. I'm like, Hey man, you know, this is a chick, you know, um, maybe why do you look like you're about to fight her? And the guy's like out of his mind. He's like really hammered. He's like, get out of my face, bro. And I'm like, all right, I'll get out of your face. Just let's separate you two. And I'm like kind of getting in between them and doing a little this. And the man swings at me. And I remember like, as he was swinging at me, I'm like at a balcony. Like think of my left side is like the balcony. And if you could fall over, so the right side is a bunch of windows into apartment buildings. So like, you know, if uh, you could open the window, see outside into the balcony. So that's what's on my right side. I, I fall back and I remember thinking, God damn it, I have to fight now. You know, I, I don't want to fight. Like I'm not in the mood. It's not my vibe. I was like very mellowed out. I was very chilled out. And uh, I, I pretty much like, you know, I'm a huge dude. I swing at the dude. You know, he falls over Then I like do, uh, I like grab him and I like throw him through the window, you know, window shatters. Through the window. No, wait, 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 what? Yeah. I throw him through a window inside someone else's room. Okay. Someone else was in that room and he was like really. You're saying you he threw a man through a window. Yes. It, it How was, damaged was, was his face? Um, so I didn't really see the face. Was but I saw the back, and the back was bloody as hell. <laughs> yeah, wait, why did you? Wait, you went from a chill vibe to I'm gonna Hulk throw this Dude, guy. Dude, yeah, he hit me right. You know, like medulla uh, medulla oblongata was like going nuts. He's like, yo, you should be angry about this. So I got up, and I'm like, okay, bam, 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 picked him up, threw him through a window. And I started walking away, you know, like I was like, okay, I don't want to fight anymore. I'm done. Like, I really don't like fighting unless if I have to. So I start, I start walking away and the guy whose apartment uh, that I threw the kid into came in and like, looked at me. He's like, who did this? And I looked at him. I tell him the situation. I'm like, hey man, this guy was trying to hit a girl. You know, I was trying to defend the girl. Girl's friend is kind of cute. My bad. I hope you understand. And like, he looks at me. He's like, just get out of here, bro. I'm like, okay, for sure. So I'm downstairs and like maybe five minutes later, I like go to my brother and my friends. I'm like, yo, we should probably get out of here, you know? So 
uh, we get out of there and I see like the guy whose apartment that I threw the kid into completely separate is walking down like the hill as I'm as I'm walking and has like a wooden stick. Someone has a bat, you know, and like kind of he does like one of these like where he's like pointing it at me. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, you know, I, I sat, I stood there and, uh, he took, he caught up to me, started swinging at me. I noticed that it was like a eight on two and that I'd get my ass beat if I stayed there. So I ran away like, uh, you know, fight or flight was managed properly there. So that's fight Mike. Hey. All right. Well, so we just learned that Mike threw a guy through a window. Coop, that, you that look like you got list. something to say. You're a monster. Oh. No, like I, I, dude, I don't fight like unless if I have to. You know, I really don't. I, um, I'm not into. But when you do, but when you do, you throw guys through windows. You, throw, <laughs> you literally become a Marvel superhero. No, that's just that's just something that some swole. Wait, guy oh, would look do. at Coop's shirt. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> yes, it's the Hulk shirt. No, that's just some swole shit. You know how like swole people do like unnecessary shit sometimes. Like yeah, oh, Mike's like thing was like yeah, like I had to fight. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This yeah. guy threw a window. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like I just quick like threw a quick quick jab, just you know, pieced him. Wait, hold on. How close were you to throwing him off the balcony? No, I made sure. That's why I threw him through the window. I wanted. To was it like left or right? No. Yeah, yeah. I, I like wanted to make sure this didn't turn it because he was drunk. You know, I had a couple of drinks. I didn't want this to turn into something where. I threw him over the balcony. So and you kill sure. him. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to kill the guy. <laughs> you just wanted to give him damage to his arms or face forever because that broken glass probably was no joke. So I eventually go back. A bunch of the dudes in the frat tell me like, "Hey, this guy is a huge piece of crap. None of us like him. You know, like he is uh, he is human garbage. Both of them actually. The guy that like you threw the the apartment like renter and." Uh, the guy that you initially got into a fight in. So if you could come in and like file something with our like judge counsel situation, um, we could get him kicked out and we would really appreciate that. So I said, okay, for sure. So I go back and uh, I tell them, I tell their little counsel what happened. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So I snitched on the guy, but I snitched on the guy cause like everyone in the fraternity hated the guy and there's no way that they could get him out. And uh, so eventually, like he was homeless for a little bit, he got kicked out. But right before he got kicked out, he looked at me. He looked at me and he like begged for mercy. And I just said, "Get get out of my face!" And snitched on him. <laughs> oh he my did. god! And snitched on him. So yeah, we got that's... a story of Mike throwing through a window. Mike becoming the origin of Flight Mike. Him taking flight. We got <laughs> snitch Mike. Uh, I mean, it's great. That's a great story. Coop never seemed, never struck me as a fighter. Like he's too chill of a guy. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, yeah. He, Coop's chill. Have... He's also so tall and big that like what like that's like also. I just feel like you just naturally would not get in as many fights because who would take <laughs> a fight with you? Like yeah. people looked at me. I'm five ten. You know, I was I was definitely more athletic build in college, but like. You know, people would still wouldn't look at me and be like, oh, not messing with that guy. They'd be like, I could take that guy. And I would look at them and be like, I could take that guy. And then, you know, a few fights happened and it was college and haven't fought since. I've not been in a fight since college, of course, but, you know, 
College is wild. Dude, some of those Queens bars, bro. Like, I saw people's... I saw chairs being broken over people's heads. I swear to God. Let's think some Sons of Anarchy type, type ish, bro. Dude, did you the go Queens... To? I went to St. John's, bro. Jamaica, Queens. It's literally no messing around. There's a... There are some people there that are... Will not mess around. Like, most, like a few times, people brought gun a gun to the bar. They weren't, most of the time, oh, it wasn't a St. John's student. It would just be, like, a local guy. But, like, dude, shit would get scary. Like, you would just be, like, you, you wouldn't want to mess with the wrong person, you know? So, and, unfortunately, when you're a college kid, you, you don't think as much of, like, messing with the wrong person. You're kind of just, like, oh, you fucking walked in front of me at the bar. Fuck you. So, um, Guys, try not to fight. Yeah, please don't. Thank you for watching. Hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Laced Up and our fight stories. If you liked them, feel free to comment down below and we'll do more of this kind of stuff. I know we want more questions and more comments from you guys because we want to do things like give advice. You know, I know Coop really, really wants to give relationship advice. Like I Yo. know it's like in his soul. <laughs> if we could get like a five to 10 minute segment of Coop, like, every, like uh, giving people relationship advice, like... No, oh my God. you want to know who gives good oh, relationship wait. advice? Oh, the scoop like with Coop. No, the, I, don't, I need to no. be in a relationship no. to give relationship no. advice. Dude, I'm gonna no. be broken Korzimba, up with. Korzimba, Korzimba, let me have this. Let me have this. Let me have this. I'm so, just uh, saying the scoop. Before with Coop. before we completely sign out, you know there was a uh, there was a time I was on Tinder, right? And I was struggling. You know, I, I just got on Tinder, right? You know, I, I didn't know how the game worked. I didn't know it was all about the pictures and, and whatever. And so I get flagged. Wait, 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 stop, stop. What did you think Tinder was about? Did you think it was about the pictures? No, I just thought like. <laughs> Like, you have to have, like, a certain type of picture. Like, you know, it's like putting together know, a profile is like constructing, like, uh, like, 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 like doing a painting or something, right? It's like a piece of art. But, uh, you know, I just threw up a few selfies, whatever, called it a day. I didn't know, like, you got, you got to have pictures to show, like, you got friends and you go out and you travel. You know, I didn't know it was a whole game with Tinder. So, whatever. Anyways, I, w I was down bad for a little. So, I ended up letting Flight Mike uh, give me some Tinder advice. And I bro, honestly don't even. I, bro, I, I don't that even got know. so close, guys. Everyone on the pod, just listen. I was down bad, and so I let Flight Mike give me <laughs> blank. It was no, for no, a no, second. This is for a second time. time. Just for a second time, just stopped. I was down bad, and I let Flight Mike give me <laughs> advice. I mean, and I, I got mean, down badder. I was down I mean, worse. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, when you do get out of a relationship, you are down bad. And like, yeah, the, uh, th those dating apps. We've do all help been there. People. Yeah, it's normal. You know, that's a hundred percent normal. That's fine. Can I can but... I say the advice that he told me? Dude, dating apps are great. Oh no, is it good advice no, they, or bad they are, advice? They are great. Coop, what was the advice I gave you? When I think about it, it might not be podcast appropriate. No, you gotta. Now you gotta. No, we'll let that. We'll let the editor decide if it's podcast well, appropriate. It might not be podcast. All right, we'll tell it, and then we'll react. And we'll see. Okay, so you know like how some guys like to show off their physiques, their abs, their muscles. Um, yeah. Flight Mike was like, have you tried showing off your ass? And I was like, <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah. He's making this up. No. <laughs> I never said no. that. No, no, not, what are you doing? I'm, I'm make, I wish I What are you doing? Kids, bro, my parents listen to this bro. podcast, bro. Oh. I wish, I wish, bro. I wish I was making it up. 
Hi, this is Flight Mike. And I never said that. <laughs> Guys, Mike, you don't. Did it work? Flight did you, Mike, wait, oh what? Did, I, I didn't even take the it advice. It never happened. I didn't take the advice, but Dude, I thought about it. Dude, why would Coop lie? But I thought about it. Why would it. Coop lie to make me look like a like an idiot? What do you mean? Bro, I nah, paraphrased. Do you want me to say what you really said? Yes, yeah, say it. Yes. What I say? What I say? Choose violence. You were. What I say? You were like, have you ever tried sending ass pics, bro? And I'm like, what the I fuck? Never <laughs> yes, I yes, never you, said that. Yes, you did. I never said that. We can ask Berg because I told Berg when you said it. No, 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 no. Berg's gonna blindly take your side. I was like, I've no never said that, bro. Oh my god. I wish, I wish I was lying. I wish I was lying. Bro, we're never gonna get sponsors on this pod. Oh my god, dude, we'll get the best sponsors, <laughs> bro. Maybe AdamandEve.com. I was. I was never gonna get a girl either. Like this, that was terrible advice. Oh my god, bro. I mean, well, dude. I mean, dude. If you got, I mean, if you got it. My dad I'm, I'm, listens to this pod. He's a man of God. I was gonna say, if you got it, flaunt it. In your defense, oh. maybe it's something you wanted to try, but you you wanted to see if it would be successful with somebody else first, so you wouldn't look like, you know, like a like a like a dummy. But uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't appreciate that. I didn't appreciate that. And it was from that moment I what stopped you, taking what you, your. I stopped taking your advice from that moment. It was good for everybody. What are you doing, dude? Honestly, the real advice anyone needs to know is just put a nice little puppy in your arms, and there you go. Dude, that, that's a, that's a good piece of advice. That's really good advice, actually. Make but, yourself oh, oh, look oh. interesting in the pictures. No selfies. Yeah, that, that, make yourself I, I look like you travel. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be self. People judge selfies way too much. They, yeah. they definitely but, do. People love yeah. and like females love when you take gym selfies when you take mirror selfies with your shirts off and uh women just love if you convey that you're a huge narcissist and when bro you, talk you about yourself you're wait you gotta you have a profile don't you right now uh no i don't oh damn bro no no yeah that, 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 that was being yeah yeah no, actually was that would have been that would have been good that would have that been good content right there <laughs> i mean uh, i mean it's probably still there ready to bro, be activated he, flight mike taught me the power swipe guys guys a legend this guy used to have an app that swiped for him this guy is a Dude. legend bro you are exposing you are exposing i so at the height of my like tinder game like this was a while ago but a friend of mine and i were like listen man like we, we're career men. We got goals, you know. Oh like, my! We want to. We want to <laughs> grind. We want to grind. So we tried to establish the system. We're career men. <laughs> we're career men, dude. Like, listen. How old are you? Know, bro, look. You know that little app. You know how like there's an app that tells you the screen time. Like my boy, like not me, but my boy had this thing like at three hours long where he was like swiping. So hey, I look at it. I'm like, listen, man. This isn't healthy. You know, we need to come up with a better way to use our time. So I tell him, look, here's an auto swiper app. Okay. Let's use this auto swiper app. I don't want to, I don't want to talk to these women, you know, because most of the time when I talk to them, I have no personality. They don't want to talk to me. So most of the time, whenever I talk to them, it goes nowhere. So what I'm going to do is we're going to outsource the conversation to a virtual assistant that we meet, that we could hire from India. You know, and uh, Ranjit was my personal assistant. I'm not you kidding. You literally had a guy talk to girls for you from yeah, India. Yeah, it was genius. And it, 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 so like, it what was do you mean brilliant. it's genius? What do you mean it's not genius? <laughs> We're talking about down bad. We're it's talking about down, down bad. bad. It's entrepreneurial. You had an app that swiped for you, and we had a freaking yeah, fake guy. Down bad. I didn't want to use the app. 
and he still wasn't getting and he still wasn't getting no chicks you just yourself said that you couldn't that you couldn't talk to the girls <laughs> so you had to hire someone for you how is that <laughs> no, not no, down no, bad no 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 no, no. let I me say this could... let me say this after further review i wasn't down bad yeah, After yeah. Further review, is... The bar has changed. Like I, I, I might have been all right. <laughs> oh my I, god! I, you guys could hate on me. I was a genius. I was ahead of my time. It didn't freaking even pay off. It didn't pay off, but I, but I'm an experimental guy. Oh, oh, another quote. <laughs> Mike's an experimental guy, bro. That's that's your Tinder bio. I'm an experimental guy. I love it. Uh, I hate you guys. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, well thank you guys for watching. This Hope podcast you Make stinks. sure you subscribe. This podcast is also on Apple and Spotify. The links to both Apple and Spotify will be down below. Uh, as you guys know, we are doing a giveaway at 40,000 subscribers. We're giving away PS5 or an Xbox Series X, so hit that subscribe button. Turn on notifications. Flight Mike is also giving away Tinder advice. Yeah, uh, yeah, wait, you could win. Honestly, you could win a PS5 or or you could win a one-on-one, one-hour session where Mike sets up a Tinder profile for you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>